Welcome to the Authentic and Unapologetic Podcast. My name is Chloe Taylor, and I created this podcast to inspire you to live a life empowered and standing tall in your own authenticity. Because when you do this, you give everyone around you the courage and the strength to do the same. So get cozy and join me as I share my journey and guide you to living your best, most authentic life unapologetically. Hi, friends, and welcome back to Authentic and Unapologetic. I'm so excited to talk to you this week because I feel like this episode, you're in for a real treat, uh, something that I've actually never shared before, and uh, it just kind of came to me today. I love this podcast so much because I feel like that happens. I might have plans for an episode, but... A lot of the time, I'm just kind of perusing something in my own personal study or something of that effect, and I just kind of have like an aha moment, and I'm like, oh, I need to make a podcast on this. Yes. So today's episode, I want to talk to you about stepping into your highest potential, stepping into your full power, stepping into the person that you want to be, and I feel like we could do a lot of episodes on this as well because... It, this is just a topic that I love talking about. Like, I honestly think someday I will be on stage motivational speaking because this is I'm very passionate about motivating other people to go after the shit that they want to do with their lives. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. And no funny business, though, I feel like some stuff is like very cheesy when it comes to motivational speaking. And don't get me wrong, I am definitely a sucker for that. But I feel like this is like, hold the cheese, you know, no cheese, <laughs> only facts. So today, I want to talk to you about that stepping into your power, maybe there's something you've been really excited to create in 2021. Uh, maybe something you've given a lot of thought to but you've never really had the courage to step out and do something with that concept or with that idea. And today, I really want to challenge you to listen to what I'm saying. And at the end of this podcast, whatever that thing is, if you have something that you've thought of today, like or today or before, or like, as I'm talking about this, you've already considered it, I want you to take action on it today. Even if it's something small, it's creating the YouTube handle, it's making channel art, it's starting the podcast, you know, coming up with the name, you know, start doing something towards that project today, purchase the paint, um, call a contractor, whatever it is that you want to do that is inspiring to you, maybe even look up colleges, you know, whatever it is, I challenge you today to take your first action step at the end of this podcast. So um, I first want to start with the really exciting thing that I've never shared. I don't believe anywhere. I have never shared this. I'm always very weird about my own writing getting put out there, mostly because I'm always afraid that somebody's going to come up and like steal my work, uh, which is very stupid because I don't even believe in that. Like I wholeheartedly do believe that plagiarism exists, but I don't believe or support the mentality of quote unquote copying. I feel like if you didn't literally plagiarize something that someone did and you're putting your own spin on it, copying doesn't exist. Like it just, we all have these creative sparks and ideas and sometimes they're similar as other people's. And sometimes we don't even know about another person and what they're doing. And we just happen to have some things that are the same. So um, yeah, like I said, I believe plagiarism exists, but I think when it comes to copying, like 
I just always choose to take that as the highest form of flattery because that's who I am. Um, But today I want to share with you, I was reading over kind of like this first little rough draft that I started to piece together during November 2019. So over a year ago, I started to really write out the first draft of my future self-help book, basically. Um, I've been a writer since I was a really young child. I think I started writing around like age eight, nine, ten, somewhere in there. And I used to write a lot of fiction. I used to write fan fiction back in the day. Um, But as I've studied more into psychology, I've learned that I really enjoy the process of writing self-help. So eventually I hope to either self-publish or sell to a publishing house my own work. And my goal for this year is actually to get the final draft before I like try to send it anywhere or try to self-publish whatever I decide to do, have that finished in 2021. So that's kind of like my first, I don't know, I've never set like a deadline for myself on my writing, but uh, I was reading through basically the work that I already had from over a year ago and Have you, those of you that are writers, have you ever looked at a past project that you wrote and you're like, damn, I am so good at this shit. I cannot believe I wrote that. Like, I feel like it either goes one of two ways. Either you're like, this is trash. Why did I write like this? Or it comes out as like, oh my God, I wrote this. Like, what the hell? This is so good. I would read this. And I feel like that was one of those moments that I had as I was like, oh my God, I would read this. Like if this were a book on a shelf, I would read this. So Uh, please keep in mind, this is the literal first draft of this. So there might be some hiccups, some wording that isn't going to be correct. But basically with stepping into your power and overcoming fear, this was like the section of this book that I was working on. And I want to read to you now what I wrote for this chapter. It's about four pages long in a Word document. So it's a little bit lengthy, but I really think that it has some great messages for you if you've been paralyzed by fear in creating what you want in your life. Uh, It's going to throw some hard truth on you. But again, I think this is such a valuable message that I really want to share it. So we are going to go for it. I'm a little bit nervous. I'm not going to lie. Like I said, I never share my written work unless it's like in an Instagram post or something. So it's a little bit nerve wracking for me, but I think it's going to be good. So let's go ahead. Some of us are running through life completely paralyzed by fear. I myself prefer a quiet life. I work from home. I don't have many close by friends. I live far from my family and my daily activities include waking up when I want, keeping my home tidy and asking myself what passion project I want to welcome in today. Sounds perfect, right? I know many of you read that and would literally give a limb to live my daily life, but I have to tell you it isn't always so charmed. I got to this place because I manifested it. I asked myself what kind of life I can live with minimal people in it. The answer was easy. Move away from my family, do an online business. It took seven plus years to get to the place that I can comfortably live this way. But now that I'm finally here, I've realized maybe I went a little too silent. You see, I created this lifestyle because of fear. I'm so deeply sensitive. I would rather stop existing than be in the presence of someone who doesn't fully support me. I'm filled with such low self-confidence and self-esteem that I'd rather let no one hurt me. Instead of starting out questioning the fear in my ego, I would just cut off any person who challenged me. I honestly think this is a big part of my destiny and my life's karma. It's not easy work. 
To the untrained mind, fear and the ego create a beautiful dance that runs rampant if kept unchecked. It's so easy to let thoughts of self-deprecation play out and not stop them. For example, I'm stupid. I'm fat. Why does anyone ever look at me? I'm too much. People don't want to get that deep. People think I'm stupid. What I have to say doesn't matter. Why am I to, who am I to say these things? No one else is crying. Why are you such a baby? Can't you just get over it? Grow up. The hardest thing in life I have ever come to realize is that our inner thoughts really do reflect outward. We may sit and question why someone says the things they do to us. Uh, wait, we may sit and question why someone says the things they say to us or does the actions that they do. But the cold, hard truth is the only reason you let it hurt you is because part of you believes it's true. Think about it. If someone came to you, let's say you are a natural brunette and they insisted you were actually a natural redhead. Wouldn't you laugh at how ridiculous they were? It wouldn't even affect you because you would know how wrong they were. So much of the pain others cause us actually isn't even caused by them. It is because you actually think those ter terrible things about yourself are true. These beliefs weren't always yours. Someone else programmed, usually a parent, them into you. And then you either programmed or the parent programmed those thoughts into the people around you to also reflect it. The harder you fight to tell others how not true it is, if you yourself believe it, the more it will actually persist in your reality. It all starts with you. In my life, this was a groundbreaking idea. You see, I let myself live in this quiet bubble because I believed at my core I wasn't any good. No one would want to be friends with someone who was so perfectionist, difficult to work with, and close-minded. I had spun this huge master web of lies about myself. The moment I opened up to the idea that I really was unconditional love and bliss and everything else was a mask deemed by others was the moment I was able to rise up into my full power with my full potential in tow. No one could tell me different. I mean, they could, but it didn't matter because I no longer believed that sad fucking story. I believed I actually was worthwhile. And to be honest, people would be lucky and blessed by my presence. I am no longer the problem. I was no longer the problem. They were also no longer my problem. I don't say this with a single ounce of malice either. People are allowed to believe whatever it is they want, just as you and I are allowed to create our own beliefs based on our own intentions and experiences. Let them believe what they want of you. It matters not as long as you know how you believe about you. The more you open yourself up to trusting yourself, empowering yourself, validating yourself, and honoring yourself, the more your circle will expand in alignment with those beliefs. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it either. I feel like in today's society, many people just want a simple solution. But here is the issue. It isn't that change is hard. It is hard because we make it hard. The moment you let go of this idealization of how things should be, you open the door for divine intervention and guidance to swoop in and carry you forward. Even when things are tough, it is because we are holding on to this fabricated idea that things must go a certain way or that we have been defeated. This applies to all situations. Job loss is just a plot twist and one you didn't see coming. Breakups are the universe telling you that there is in fact someone out there that is better suited for you or that you aren't giving yourself the love you are hoping to find in someone else. Lack of money is a mindset, not a reality you're stuck in. It comes from not appreciating what is already in front of you. Why would the universe bless you with more if you aren't already grateful for what is there? And I want to pause right there in this. 
there is so much more to lack of money as a mindset that I definitely will include in the final draft because I do think that poverty consciousness is a real thing. And there's like, it is a problem on this planet. <laughs> like our entire, especially in America, we have poverty consciousness. And many of us have not been taught how to actually speak the language of money. And we've also come from generations of people that don't understand money. And it has caused so much chaos in how our world even does money. So just putting it out there, there is so much more like that is such a loaded concept for me to simplify like that. So just be advised. I recognize that that's loaded. <laughs> um, now let's go ahead and continue. The number one thing you can do when things like this hit you at a deep level is get quiet. Stop telling the world about your misfortune. Stop complaining. Listen to your mind. Step outside of the box that is you. Step out of fear and act as if you are a bystander listening to your mind spiral out of control. This takes effort and practice, but the more you step back and listen, the easier it will become to understand what is happening. More often than not, your ego will step up to the plate and be full attack helicopter mode, either aggressively telling you all the reasons you're right to feel angry or aggressively telling you why you shouldn't be. The scariest part about this is that your ego has been with you your entire life and it knows how to mimic your own voice. It can be hard to decode that. <clears throat> it can be hard to decode what voice is really you and which is your ego trying to protect you. Your ego really is in the service of you. Sorry, I'm like, I like somewhere in there lost my breath. And I feel like my breathing and reading is like all off sync now. Okay. <clears throat> you see your ego has been trained by you. Believe it or not. At one time and place, the coping mechanisms you designed were helpful. Whether they were closing yourself off and shutting down to your own personal power or raging and taking out your anger on anyone who would listen. Either way, these structures have helped you and protected you. Now, whether you are struggling because these old worn out ways now, however, now, however, you are struggling because these old worn out ways are no longer working, but it is all you've ever allowed yourself to know. So how do we change this? How do we talk ourselves off the ledge? How do we stop reacting? Listening is the number one as stated above, not listening to judge either. Just being the bystander of your thoughts is a perfect start. Once you feel you have a good grasp on that, start gently questioning. Ask yourself why you feel unworthy, scared, angry, lost. Then see what comes up. If your mind goes on a tangent about you being angry because so-and-so said A, B, C, and D, then you know part of you believes those things or you wouldn't be so upset. Then it's time to break down the beliefs. Ask yourself if those things are actually true. If your answer is yes, change needs to be made. Thank the person for pointing out where you can uplevel your life and devise a plan to change. Get help if you need. If the answer is no, question, this is really important. I really want you to listen to this. <laughs> if the answer is no, question why you believe it or why you give this person the merit to even partially trust their opinion of you. Why even go to them for advice of a, or align yourself with a single word out of their mouth if it carries no merit to your life? Do you see what we're doing here? So often we think someone else has all the answers for us. Maybe you even picked up this book in thinking I would solve all of your problems. But the reality is I'm always going to direct the focus back inward to you. 
We have been programmed to believe all of the answers to life's problems are beyond us to solve. The fact is, though, that we hold all the wisdom ourselves. Even on a spiritual level, many of us have been programmed to pray for answers. I'm not telling you to disregard your faith and stop praying, but I am telling you that all the answers, even if spirit helps direct you, all come from you. Those signs you are given still have to be interpreted in only a way that you could for yourself. It isn't a grand power outside of you that does all of the work. You create it. Outside forces may assist, but really you are the master creator. Call back your power. Call back your vision. Open yourself up to the constant flow of love, knowledge, guidance, and abundance. You will see miracles. I guarantee it. So (laughs) that is just an excerpt from, I think that's how you say that word. That's just a little chunk out of the book that I've been working on for a couple of years now. I didn't really do much in 2020 on it. So really, I just worked on it in 2019. And now I'm circling back to it. But I'm hoping someday you will be able to get it online or on a bookshelf would be ideal. But um, that's really what I wanted to focus on today. That even myself, where I've struggled and do struggle with low self-esteem or moments where I don't feel fully in my power and I just crave love and acceptance from other people, which is so normal. I want you to know that every single person on this planet wants that. Every single person on this planet wants that tribe. And I talk about this in my book too, that it's, it's part of the primal brain, literally for generations, our primal brain, which we have like, there are so many intricacies to the brain, (laughs) obviously, but the primal brain is really our survival mechanism. And the survival part of us, that primal animalistic part of us, the thing that I feel like makes us different than many animals, not all of them. I mean, I feel like a lot of animals actually have this too, but we believe that we need tribe to survive. And that's not wrong. I feel like, yes, in a way we do need human connection. It's important for us to have that, but we have evolved as a human species to where we don't need human connection to meet our basic needs, meaning, you know, food, shelter, that kind of stuff. We can fulfill those things by ourselves now. And many of us, that primal instinct will still kick in. And we think that we have to have acceptance from every single person around us because if we don't have tribe, we're going to literally die. So, because that's how it used to be. So I feel like many of us, nobody in my opinion has low self-esteem just because they have it. It's all been conditioned. It's been given to us. It's been programmed in by multiple experiences that we've had. And it is up to us to look down the barrel of that and say, how can I change my perception of this? How can I change the story that I keep telling myself about this? Because I'm not going to lie to you. Just like a week ago, I had a three day period. And and many of you noticed that I like didn't upload YouTube videos for like a week in December. And it was, I was just having a bad time. Like I was just every self deprecating thought I could ever think about myself was just all coming up to the surface. I'm a piece of shit. Why does anybody listen to me? My content's not that good. Like all this crap, right? That I know isn't true, but I was just having a couple of bad days. But I feel like if we don't grab that 
ask ourselves where that's coming from, why we think the way that we do, we will let ourselves become our thoughts because we are not our thoughts. Our brain is always on autopilot. If we don't take control of it, it will just sit on autopilot and spew out the same story over and over and over and over because it's what we have been conditioned will keep us safe in this world. And if you don't take action to actually create a new internal story for yourself to live your life by, you're going to keep thinking those same self-deprecating thoughts. You're going to keep yourself on that track of having continuous low self-esteem. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think that this ties into the realm of mental health. And even though, and I've said this before on podcast episodes, I do not support big pharma. I think pharmaceuticals are one of the, it's like the worst industry that we play a role in. And unfortunately, some people like, I shouldn't say unfortunately, that sounds like I'm judging people that take pharmaceuticals because I don't, I myself am an advocate for them at the same time. It can be two things. You know, I do think if you need pharmaceuticals, if you need medication, then you should take it. Um, I myself have been on anti-anxiety and anti-depression medication before, and it really did help me. Um, I feel like going on antidepressants for six months actually helped me to be able to form better coping mechanisms so I didn't need that medication. Uh, but it took a while for me to reform new habits with that. So, you know, I don't I don't want anybody to get the impression that I'm just like, oh, your thoughts are shit, so you're shit and you need to fix it. It's not like that. If you need to get help, get help. I'm always going to advocate for help. I'm always going to advocate for doing what is best for you. But when it comes to just reprogramming the mind about how you think about yourself, that is going to be the best work that you are going to ever do for yourself because it hits the problem at the root cause. It hits the problem from the base level so that you can continue to grow upwards. So, um, I think I mentioned in dis like one of December's podcasts that I like to look at fear in particular as like that car analogy, right? Basically, you are the driver of your own car. You get to decide where it's going, but you do have passengers. You might have anxiety in your car. You might have fear in your car. Uh, you might have depression in your car. You know, there are passengers in this car with you, but the most important thing you need to realize is those things can be there. I mean, of course, we always want what is best for everyone, and we would prefer everybody not have a passenger called depression. We would prefer everybody not have anxiety, etc. But it's okay if those things have to be there or are there for a time. It's important that you look at those passengers and say, you're the passenger, I'm the driver. I get to make the decisions. I get to steer the ship. I get to go where we want to go. That is... Like even in the face of fear, it's okay. Fear is there for a reason. It's there to keep you safe, but it's not going to help you advance where you want to go. If you constantly let fear take the driver's seat and don't step in and say, no, no, we're taking this route today. <laughs> you feel me? So I just wanted to bring that back up because I feel like oftentimes when we feel like our life is out of control, we are not currently in the driver's seat. We have let other parts of us kind of take over. And it's really important that we step in and take that control back without judging ourselves, without 
labeling it, you know, everything. I feel like that's another thing is we as humans, we're so, we're not crazy. That's a terrible word to say, but we as humans are so, we always think we have to label everything. Like even our relationships, you know, they're my husband, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my whatever. We have to label everything. Or I'm this, I'm that, I'm an artist, I'm a creator, I'm a business person, I'm a lawyer, I'm a mom, I'm an aunt. We always think we have to put all these labels on. And the thing is, you don't. I mean, in my own life recently, my husband and I were having a difficult time sleeping together and like actually sleeping, like getting a sleep cycle. <laughs> and it was because we a needed to invest in a humidifier, which we did eventually. And I needed to buy a smaller fan. I like to sleep with a fan on. I've been that way my whole life. I like the white noise. I like the feel of the air, but I needed to invest in a smaller fan because the bigger fan was disrupting my husband's sleep. And there was one night where we didn't have either of those items. Both of us were pretty fed up. I had been sleeping without the fan and I had been sweating every night and I wasn't getting sleep. But if I turned the fan on, my husband was getting really dry and stuffy and he wasn't sleeping. So we opted for like one or two nights to sleep in separate rooms. And me from five years ago would have been devastated by this. I would have been like, oh my God, we're sleeping in different rooms. That means something is wrong. And then I was like, no, we are two full functioning adults in a committed, beautiful relationship that literally just need to spend a couple of nights apart so we can get a fucking full night's sleep. And that's it. Like there's no, oh, our relationship's bad. Oh, it's not working. Something's not okay. Like, no, it was very simple things and adjustments that had to be made that we fixed within a two day period. And now we sleep in the same bed again. We're happy. We get great sleep, both of us. And it was no fuss. But like I said, five years ago, because I had been programmed with this ideology that when you're sleeping in separate rooms, it means something is wrong, which sometimes that is the case. But we as humans get to decide that label. We get to decide what that means and how we interpret it. I knew that there was nothing inherently wrong with my relationship. Nothing was going awry. We just needed to make some adjustments. And that was fine. So that's what I'm saying. Like, we always want to sit and like label like, I am this because you're experiencing a certain feeling. You identify with it and decide that it's who you are. And you don't have to do that either. You get to make your own rules. Um, I feel like when that finally clicks for some people that they get to make their own rules on how they choose to believe, that was like eye-opening for me in my early 20s. Um, so the next thing I want to say is what do you have to lose? If you go out there in the face of fear, if you go out there, you decide I am a powerful, badass bitch. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to shoot my shot. What do you have to lose? Now, maybe some of you are like opening a business and you're like, oh, I have a lot of money to lose. Or like there might be some actual material loss, or maybe you're going to go out there and shoot your shot with someone you want to like ask them out. No, if I ask them out, it's going to be awkward and weird. But if they were really your friend to begin with, it wouldn't matter. If they were really your friend to begin with, the friendship wouldn't be ruined. Um, or they're going to shoot you down. And if they shoot you down, that's just the universe saying there's better. <laughs> and I know that's hard to see when you have your sights really set on someone. Um, 
And if you have a bunch of money to lose in a business, know that it wasn't the loss. Think like, be proud of yourself just for trying. Do you know how many people have business ideas and do nothing about it? Myself included. Like you really have nothing to lose, only experience to gain. It's because we also look at failure like it is the end all be all. We have ruined ourselves in some way by failing, but failing is just a learning experience. And um, also, I feel like it's really important to do it because who else will? Whatever it is that you're wanting to create, do it because who else will? And if the market you're trying to go into is oversaturated, do you think that Lizzo looked at the music industry and said, you know, nobody else needs me. There's too many music artists out there. No, she was passionate about music. So she made it and look at her now. Do you see what I'm saying? Do it because who else will? And nobody else is going to be able to deliver it the way that you will. I mean, even with myself, my main business currently is tarot card reading on YouTube. Do you think I looked at that market and I said, oh, they definitely can't use another tarot card reader, better not? No, I just started putting things out and seeing what stuck and tarot card reading, as it turns out, I'm passionate about, I'm pretty good at it. And people really resonate with the work that I do. And I love that, (laughs) you know, don't, don't set yourself up for failure before you even get started. And even if you do fail, that's not even a correct phrase. I shouldn't even say it like that because failure doesn't exist. Failure is just a plot twist that allows us to reevaluate what didn't work and how we can do it different next time. And it honestly strengthens us. It allows us to be better, to do better, and to make things different from what we thought. It allows us to have even better experiences most of the time. So who are you not to do the thing that you want to do? Take up space, stand in your full power with your full potential and shoot your shot. And those of you that are wanting to create in 2021, the reason I wanted to put this video in January or this video, I'm sorry, I'm so used to being a YouTube creator. Um, The reason I wanted to put this podcast out in January is I know a lot of people make a lot of goals for their year in, in the beginning in January And I really want you to put your like best foot forward in believing in yourself and knowing that you can and knowing that you literally have nothing to lose. If you like, just do it, just do it, just do it. I promise if there's even a small spark of passion, you're meant to do it. Even if it doesn't turn out the way that you'd hoped, it will be something that you will learn something from it will put you closer to where you want to go. I promise there is nothing I've ever experienced in this life. And even if I couldn't see it right away, there is nothing I've experienced in this life that I didn't eventually see. Oh, that was such a great learning lesson. I'm so happy that that happened, even though it was really hard in the moment. It really taught me this. It really taught me that it made me stronger this way. And That's just a big takeaway. So know that you can't fail. So why not stand up in your full power with your full potential? Just show up. And the last thing I want to say before we close out this podcast is that if no one's told you, I believe in you. I believe in your dreams. I believe in what you want to do. I believe in you. 
I feel like a lot of us just need to hear that because we have so many people around us telling us all the reasons why we shouldn't do it. And I'm telling you to go out there and do it because I believe in you. And that's all I have to say for y'all today. It's a little bit of a shorter podcast, but I love you all so much. I hope you're having a fantastic January. I hope you're out there putting your own practices into place and doing the damn thing. And I will speak to you all again next Tuesday morning. All right. I love you all so much. Bye. If you felt seen, heard, and understood by today's episode, please remember that this podcast is designed from a YouTube channel. Most, if not all of the episodes are actually audio from sit-down videos of mine on my YouTube channel that I have linked down below. Over there, you will find videos that range from tarot, these sit-down chats, and everything else that I believe will light you up from the inside out. This, my social media handles, and so much more are listed in the show notes below. Please never forget that when you stand up in your own own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. I'll talk to you all next week.